Well, hello everyone. I uh, hope you're doing well today. Happy uh, Wednesday, I think it is. Um, time is time is strange during all this pandemic stuff. So if you feel like me, um, I never know what day it is. I never know what time it is. I never know what's going on for the day. So, um, but I'm so thankful that you're here. Um, if you're watching this, if you're listening to this on podcast on video, um, I I just I'm super thankful for you, and I hope you're doing well today. Um, so today's uh, message is. Um, kind of like a couple of days ago, where it's one that it's not from any um, particular one um, uh, message that I read, one specific uh, verse or one specific um, chapter in scripture. It's kind of bouncing all over the place, but it's it's a message that God revealed to me um, in the last couple of days and just kind of been sitting on my heart. And it's, it feels like something that I really needed to speak about. And so I'm really excited. I'm actually pretty fired up about this one. So it's probably with, with that being said, it's probably going to be a little bit longer than typical, but good news, I have class in 32 minutes, so um, it can't go any longer than that because I'm going to have to get off here and get on cla- uh, <laughs> sign on to class um, on the good old Zoom. So um, I, I will go ahead and get started just for the sake of time, um, but super excited about this one. And like I said, something that God's revealed to me lately is, um, you know... <laughs> As Christians, we, or, or even non-Christians, you know, the, there are many non-believers who, who don't know Jesus, but know what, or know what they believe Christianity is about from the um, things that we're told to do and the things that we're told not to do. Um, and so, uh, for example, whenever we grow up in church, we always hear about the things that we're not supposed to do. We're, you know, we're not supposed to lie. We're not supposed to covet. We're not supposed to commit adultery. You know, obviously we're not supposed to commit murder and steal and all those types of things. Um, and uh, on the other hand, you know, we think we learn about the things we are supposed to do as Christians um, being set apart from the world, that we should show love to others and that, you know, we should be selfless and we should do good works um, for the sake of others so that they may see Christ through us. And we, we, we see all of those things and we hear all of those things. Um, but I think that something that um, in the way that I've spoken about Christianity before and the way that I've received Christianity before and the gospel before, I think that um, or at least God has kind of revealed to me that I think we're failing in some regard whenever we talk about these things because um, what we're doing is, it, is we're telling people what to do. We're telling them, don't do this. Here's a checklist of all the things you shouldn't do. Here's a checklist of all the things you should do. And, and But we're not really t- being told how to do those things. And, and that might seem self-explanatory to some of you, especially if you don't know Christ, because it's just like, well, you know, if I have something that I'm going to do, I'm just going to go do it. Um, but I believe that God's word tells us something very different than that message. And um, that's why this is something that I'm really um, excited to talk about. And so I have a bunch of different scripture today that I'm going to be bouncing around in between. Um, and so I'm probably not going to be sharing my screen as much just because it would be so much changing and you probably wouldn't even be able to figure out what's going on. So I'm going to try to speak slowly and speak um, uh, very elegantly so that you can understand um, the verse. And I, because I don't want to, like I said, I'm going to be bouncing all around and it's probably not going to be on the screen. But if you do have a Bible with you, um, I would encourage you to get it out so you can follow along because there are some uh, messages of scripture that are a little bit longer. And I'm going to be in five or six different chapters um, during the, the course of um, this this talk today. Excuse me. So. Um, but just, just before I get into the scripture, um, I I just, I believe that 
I, I want to say this in a careful way because I don't want it to sound like I have the answers because once again, I, I know I, I feel like I have to give this reminder every time, but it's, it's true. I, I don't have these answers because of myself um, and I don't have the answers fully regardless of my, uh, of anything. It's just that God is really revealing things to me through his word that I want to be able to come share with others because I believe that in our own minds, we, we, we just, we miss a lot of things because we live a worldly life. Um, even, even those of us that are called to set, be set apart, we struggle with living a life that's of this world. And I just, I believe that, um, scripture is, is telling us to do something so much differently. And so I just want to say, uh, this is not me coming to you from a place of self-righteousness saying, I do this right. You do this wrong. Listen to me. It's not that at all. It's that I know I struggle with this. So I know I can speak on it well, because it's something that I needed to hear in the past. And I hope that if this is something you need to hear today, or if this is something that you just, you need that extra encouragement, you need that extra uh, word from God to be able to share with others as well. I, I pray this, this finds you. Um, but so getting into it, I just, I want to be very clear because God's word is very clear that it's literally, and I'm using that word in the literal sense, it is literally not possible for us as as humans to do the things that um, we are told not to do. Think about those two lists again. It's literally not possible for us to do the things that we're told not to do or or, or to do the things that we are told to do if we don't have Christ. And I just want to be very, very clear about that. It is not possible. I mean, it's just literally not possible for us to do the things that we are told or to not do the things we're told not to do. Um, think about those lists of sins that I, I was talking about earlier. But it's also not possible for us to do the good things um, that, we, um, that, that we are told to do as Christians. And so I think that we are really, really missing the mark whenever we were just supplying people who are coming to church and and. and coming to find a hope and find a way to overcome those things by telling them, all right, well, here's your homework. Go do these things. Don't go and don't do these things. And just leaving it at that. And I'm not saying that every church is like that. And I'm not saying that every um, pastor is like that. And every discussion is like that. But I believe that in a lot of ways, that's the, that's the reputation in some circles that Christianity has that like, oh, well, they look, look at them. They're a Christian and they can't even not do these things. They're hypocrites. And they are a Christian, but like, why are they living that way? And and for us, we're like, well, I'm a Christian. Why can't I get past this sin? Why does it have such a strong hold over me? And I just think it's, it's, it's because of what I just said. And I'm going to get more into it with 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 scripture behind me in in a moment. But I just wanted to be very open and um, honest about the things that God is revealing to me. And that is one huge thing um, and something that I know that I struggled with in the past. Um, because only one man, literally only one man in the history of the earth has been able to come to earth, live a human life, and be able to do those things. And that man is Jesus Christ. And if, if, if we believe that we can do those things, we're putting ourselves on the same level as Jesus Christ. And that is just, um, it's just, it's just no way. It's just like, it's, it's just not the case. We cannot do those things. And so I know that some of you, like I was in the past, you know, might be thinking, well, you know, like, yeah, I struggle with some things, but I don't struggle with everything, you know, like, I've never murdered anyone before, you know, like, I've never done this, or I've never done that, but I just, I, I want to remind you, um, or bring to you for the first time, if you don't know it, um, what Matthew five twenty one and 22 says, you know, that, um, that, um, that we, 
you know, you, you know that murder is a sin. We know that murder is a sin. We know that we are told that we shall not murder. Um, but, you know, God tells us to anyone who who's angry with a brother and sister in their mind, you know, is subject to judgment just the same way as somebody who does it in um in practice, it actually murders someone. Anyway, so I'll read the verse just so I, I'm not <laughs> bouncing all over the place. But it says, You have heard that it was said to the people long ago, You shall not murder, and anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Um, and, and so it, it just shows us, like, we can think about things in a, in a worldly way all we want to. You know, we can think, Well, I didn't do this. Well, I didn't go to prison. Well, I, didn't, I don't struggle with this. So, you know, like, I'm okay. But when we think about our salvation and our God and our relationship with Jesus in a worldly manner, then we're missing the mark big time because God isn't of this world. And, and, and we aren't of this world if we are believers. We're set apart from this world and this isn't our long-term home. And so to, to say, well, well, the world thinks that I'm a good person or the world tells me I didn't do this, I would just encourage you to get back into Scripture and read what it says rather than what the world tells you. Um, and again, so that was, that was Matthew 5, chapter 20... Or, Matthew chapter 5, verse 21 and 22, if you want to go look at that yourself. And then, again, I want to touch both sides of it because maybe you are the person who, again, this is something I've struggled with in the past that thinks, um, you know, like, I'm a good person. Like, um, I, I do, you know, good things for others. I'm a selfless person. I, I always, like, try to put others before me and everything like that. And, and again, I think that um, I'm not disputing that. I'm not disputing that you are a good person in worldly terms. But whenever I think of good, I, I, and whenever I think of anything, you know, I try to think of them. And I think that as Christians, we are called to think of those things in, in, in terms of scripture, and again, not of the world. And, and I just want, you know, to, to remind you again, that God tells us that everything, um, James 1.17 tells us that everything good comes from God. Um, and, and he's not concerned with the worldly definition of good, what we say is good. Well, that, that guy's a good person. Well, she's, she's a really good person. Um, I'm not saying that the world can't tell us we are good people, but God tells us that without Christ, we can't do good. We just can't. Not that we are, like, there's anything wrong with us. Well, there is a lot wrong with us. We're, we're full of sin, but not that, like, we aren't good in the world. We just, we, we can't be good. We can't do good. We can't experience good without God because God is good and everything good comes from God, as James 1.17 says. So if we don't have God or we aren't, you know, calling on God, we aren't being filled by God, um, we can't do what God says is good. And so uh, I just really wanted to back up what I was saying before with, with some scripture, because again, without God, we cannot do those good things and we cannot not do those bad things. And so um, I am going to share my screen quickly for Romans 7, because this is a longer chapter um, or a longer uh, passage of verses that I want to read that I really think gets into the crux of what I'm trying to to talk about today. So just give me one second to share my screen we're going to be in Romans 7, chapter, or Romans chapter 7, verse 7 through 25. That's not the right screen. One sec. There we go. All right. So Romans chapter 7, verse 7 through 25. I'm going to read through the whole thing and then um, go back through it. So what, the, what then shall we say? That the law is sin? By no means. Yet if it had not been for the law, I would have not known sin. For I would have not known what it is to covet if the law had not said, You shall not covet. But sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, produced in me all kinds of covetousness. 
For apart from the law, sin lies dead. I was once alive apart from the law, but when the commandment came, sin came alive and I died. The very commandment that promised life proved to be death to me. For sin, seizing an opportunity through the commandment, deceived me, and though it killed me, and through it killed me, sorry. So the law is holy, and the commandment is holy and righteous and good. Did that which is good then bring death to me? By no means. It was sin producing death in me through what is good, in order that sin might be shown to sin, and through the commandment might become sinful beyond measure. For we know that the law is spiritual, but I am of the flesh, sold under sin. For I do not understand my own actions. For I do not do what I want, but I do the very thing I hate. Now if I do what I do not want, I agree with the law, that it is good. So now it is no longer I who do it, but sin that dwells within me. For I know that nothing good dwells in me, that is, in my flesh. For I have the desire to do what is right, but not the ability to carry it out. For I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want is what I keep on doing. Now if I do what I do not want, it is no longer I who do it, but the sin that dwells within me. So I find it to be a law that when I do, when I want to do, sorry, verse 21. So I find it to be a law that when I want to do right, evil lies close at hand. For I delight in the law of God, in my inner being, But I see in my members another law waging war against the law of my mind and making me captive to the law of sin that dwells in my members. Wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Christ Jesus, Jesus Christ our Lord. So then I myself serve the law of God with my mind, but with my flesh I serve the law of sin. And so I know that was long, um, but I think it really, it's a very good um, overview of the things that uh, basically the, the thesis that I'm trying to get at today um, and through all of everything what I'm saying that was a very good summation of all of it because um, I, I, I don't believe like I was saying earlier I don't believe that we are doing anything wrong as as churches when or or whenever we're sharing the word when we tell people you know like when you are of God you know you shouldn't be doing those these things and you should be doing these things um, there's nothing wrong with that because that, that is true. That is what God calls us to do, especially when we are saved and when we are one of his children, we should not continue to live of the flesh. We, could, we should not continue to live the way that we were living before. We, and we should be, you know, exemplifying him through the love that we were able to show to others, through the selflessness, through the good works, through everything that he calls us to do. But I think that the, the issue becomes, um, and, and I think, uh, sorry, I wanted to go back into Romans in, in that, in that verse, it's very clear that, um, you know, Paul, who's writing this, doesn't doesn't say that um, he 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 he's very eager to say that he's not saying that the law is a bad thing, that the commandments and the 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 things that God tells us to do are a bad thing. He's saying uh, and very clearly what 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 and what I'm trying to get across is that the law is a good thing. The law is a good thing because it sh- it is of God. It's from God. It's what God gave to people. Um, to but, but the reason he gave it to them is not so they could live a perfect life because he knew that they wouldn't be able to do so. What it's there for is to reveal to us that we cannot do this on our own, that there's no good in us and we serve the flesh and the sin that's in us is going to continue to do the things uh, against the law rather than um, us be able to fulfill that law. And so what the law is there for is not a checklist to to do good and, and to not do bad. The, the law is there to reveal to us that like, this is the way that you should be living. This is how you're actually living. For you to get from here to here, there's got to be something here and it's not going to come from you. And, and I think that he really gets into that at the end where he says, um, 
who will deliver me from this body of death? Thanks be to God through Jesus Christ, our Lord, because that's the only answer. There's no way to get from here to here on our own. And I think that when we focus on that, um, you know, when, when we focus on that, we, we, we begin to um, think that we can do things on our own. Um, and I just want to share a couple more verses and then I'm going to get into the end of this because um, it's getting closer to one o'clock here and I got to get to class. So James 4.17 is, it tells a, it's, a, it's a lot smaller than the scripture that I just read. Um, but I, I think that it really touches on some of the same things that, that Romans was just touching on. That, so James 4.17 says, so whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. And so again, that gets back to what I was just saying, whereas rather than the law be something served to you that you have to make sure that you are not doing every day, um, it's, it's something that's there to show you, okay, I know better now, for God has showed me what is good and God has showed me what is bad and, 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 and in better terms than good and bad, what is sinful and what is righteous. He, he's shown me those things and he's shown me the way that he wants me to live but I'm not able to do it. But now that I continue to live in this sin, I know that is wrong and I need a savior to come in and, and save me from that because all it is, it's, it's less of a checklist is what I'm trying to get at and more of a revelation that you are not able to do those things. All they are doing is to point you into the direction of the one, the one, the only one that has ever been able to do those things and that is Jesus. And through Jesus, we are able to know our father, um, our father God. And so... Um, last verse that I wanted to share before I get into the end of um, what I wanted to say today is that I know how hard it is to hear some of these things. And it gets back to my talk on conviction. If any of you watched that the other day, whenever we are told that we, we as, as, as humans, whenever we are told that we cannot do something, we're just like, right, well, I'm going to show you and like, you're wrong. Like I can do this. I can do this. And we, we want to rely on ourselves. We want to be self-reliant and we want to believe that we're able to do everything. Um, but scripture tells a different story and, and we need to, to humble ourselves to that and to be able to point to, to the, the one person, the one God, the one being that is able to do those things. And I think that, um, Second Corinthians three, uh, chapter three, verse five is really good um, in in expressing what I was just saying. It's it says not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. I'll read that one more time. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency is from God. And I just love that because it gets back to if we are to be sufficient, and and by sufficient. You know, we, we mean um, to, be, to be able to live this life that we are called to. If we are to, to be submi- uh, sufficient, that's not going to come from us. It can't come from us. It comes from, from one place, from one being, and that's, and that's God. And so just to get back and, and tie it back into the overall um, thing that I, that I kicked this off with, we all have heard and we all know the things we are to do and the things we are not to do. But if we leave it at that, we're left with the question, you know, how do we do it? How do we do it? Where, where does that ability come from? Because we're going to try to do it on our own. We all try to do things on our own. And we're going to continue to try to do things on our own because we are sinful people who, who, who need a God. Or that's the reason why we, we, we need a God. Um, but I think that in, in, in leaving people with these, these lists of things to do and things not to do, what we're really creating and what we're really conditioning people to believe is that... Um, 
it, it, it's going to lead to to heartbreak. It's going to lead to to sadness. It's going to lead to anger. It's going to lead to potentially more sin because people are going to be like, what in the world? Like, God, I believe in you, but I'm trying to do all these things and I just can't do them. Like, what is this? Is this, I mean, is, is this religion even real? Like, is this, is Christianity thing like all fake? Like, because you're telling me to do these things that I can't even do. And it's, and it's going to get to the point where we're, we are trying to be self-reliant and we're breeding a people that are, that are wanting to be self-reliant rather than dig into the Bible some more and, and realize, okay, I can't do this, but how can we do it? Where does that ability come from? And, and what I'm really trying to get at is if we, if we leave it at that and we don't move on to, to the answer in those questions, then, then we're, we're doing a disservice. And so in the last couple of minutes here, I just want to try to answer that question as God has revealed it to me. And the only answer to how we're able to do it, the only answer as to where that ability comes from is Jesus. Um, because, you know, Christianity is not a religion of do's and don'ts. That's, that's, that's for other religions. That's for other religions. You know, you have to do this to achieve the afterlife, to make sure you don't do this, whatever. Christianity is not one of those religions. And Christianity is set apart because, in my belief, Christianity is the only, you know, religion, if you wanted, if you wanted to call it a religion, that, that, is, that is true, that is real, because it's not a religion of do's and don'ts. Christianity is a religion of it's already done. And, and we can't earn it. Everything's been done. The battle has been won. Jesus has already paid the price for all of us who should have been on that cross that he was on. But it's already done. And so in order to, to, to um, have that power, it's through him. And it's only through him. And there's no way other than through him. There's, there's no way to the Father. There's no way to the power that's in Christ. There's no way other than through Jesus And I just really, I, I've said that probably 15 times today, but I just think that if we don't, if we don't hammer that home, then we are missing the mark on what we are called to tell other people who need to hear this and who need to find hope and who need to have something to turn to when they're like, why in the world can I not do this? Why can't I do life? Like, why can't I? Where does, where does one get hope? Where does one get power? Where does one get strength to continue? Where does one um, find, find it in them to, to be comforted when, whenever they're hurting, whenever anything goes on? Where, how are you able to do these things? And that's what non-believers should be looking at us as believers and, and, and thinking um, because we aren't able to do it with, 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 without God. And it's not something that we can earn. We cannot be self-sufficient. Ephesians 2, 2.8 tells us that our salvation is a gift. It's not anything that we can earn. It's a gift from God. And so if we are trying to earn a gift, that's just completely, it's, 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 it's against, it's, it's, it's missing the mark again. And it's, it's just, it really fires me up because I just think that Believers need to do a better job and myself, I need to do a better job of, of making this known because otherwise you're just setting people up for failure and you're not actually giving the hope and, and giving somebody a list of do's and don'ts isn't what Christianity is. It isn't what the gospel is. It isn't what we are called to share. Those things come after salvation. Those things, those fruits start to appear after salvation, after God is working in us. We can't, we can't start to do them on our own to earn God. God, God doesn't, God can't be earned because we would never be able to earn them just as we're never able to do these things and not do these things that he wants us to do. We can't do that on our own. We need to submit to him and say, Father, I believe in you. I believe in your word in full believe in your word in full. I believe in everything that your word says. And I believe that I need to submit to you in order for you to come in me and allow me to continue to do these things. Allow me to bear fruit. Allow me to go to others with love and with selflessness. Allow me to stop sinning. Allow me to stop being captive to sin, which you've already beaten because we are captive to it, but he's not. And the reason that we don't have to be, the reason that we can be freed is through him. And so 
I lied. There's actually one more verse that I wanted to share. It's, it's 2 Corinthians 5, um, 17. And this just, uh, I don't even have this up on, um, in my Bible right now, so I'm going to pull it up. So I'm going to do some, um, <laughs> some stalling right now. So um, I promise I'm almost done. But I, I just, I really wanted to read 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, because I'm sure that if you're a believer, you've heard this verse before, but I think it just it really applies right now. Um, because I'm just going to read it. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... The new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. And we, when we accept Christ, when we come to Christ, we need to stop thinking of ourselves as able to do these things and believe that in God we are sufficient now. We don't need our self-sufficiency. There's no reason for it. We don't have to live that way anymore. We're not captive to anything when we have God. God has beaten it already. So we have to believe that and believe what he says in full. Let the old truly be gone and let our minds believe that we don't have to be captive to these things anymore because we serve somebody who's already beat it and has the power to allow us to get past it as well. And, and we just, if we're not preaching that, if we're not preaching that there's no power like the power of Jesus, then basically, in my opinion, we're rejecting the fact that he can help us pass something and we're making him who cannot lie a liar in our minds. If we believe that we still have to be enslaved to something or that we can't do something or that we can't live a certain way, we are experiencing the power of God on a daily basis. We are making him who cannot lie a liar. And we're not believing in his word in full. And we are saying it basically rests on us. And if we, if we screw up, you know, well, then uh, I guess we'll just try again tomorrow. And that's not what God calls us to do. And that's really what I'm trying to get at is just that we get these things preached at us all the time from an early age, especially if we've grown up in church. You know, don't do this. Don't do that. Do this. Do that. Um, but it's a, it's a failing proposition if we don't tell somebody how, if we don't learn how, if we don't experience the how and the power behind the how and, and the reason why there is a how um, there. And so that's just it's something that's been weighing on me for the past couple of days, like I said. And I hope I did a good job of, um, of allowing God to speak through me through this because I know I bounced all over the place in all kinds of different um, verses and I didn't do a great job of sharing them. But it, I, I really believe that this is a word that um, we as Christians, especially in America, need to hear because it's not about us. It's just it's not about us. It's about a God that, that we serve, that we are called to submit to, and, and the power that he brings, and not the power that we have amidst ourselves, because we love to think of ourselves as higher than we really are, um, and I, I just, I think that we're missing a mark, missing the mark there, so um, I got to get to class, so I'm going to finish up with a prayer. Thank you for listening. If you've made it this far, um, I hope that God has spoken to you through this, and I'd love to hear feedback if you have any, but I'm going to close this out in prayer, so Father God, um, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we just we, we thank you for for your word, and we thank you for um, for allowing us to serve a God um, who is able to bring us past all the things that we just are too weak and, and too fragile and too sinful um, and, and too corrupt to be able to do on our own. And Father, we pray that um, we have those reminders in you that. Um, you know, we, we are that way and we were that way and we didn't earn our salvation. We didn't earn you knowing our names before we were even born here. Father, that was a gift from you and you alone. And in our lives, we should be repaying you for that gift rather than saying we got this on our own because we're just, we will fail. We will continue to fail, Father. And, and, and we, will miss, we will miss the mark, like I keep saying, we will miss the mark of what we're called to live for and, and how we're called to live if we continue thinking that we can do it on our own. 
because we will fail over and over and over again and we will we will grow angry with you and we will um, come to you and say why can't I do this why can't I do this and the answer is very clearly written um, in many places in the text that you've given us father and I pray that you just you you allow us to imbibe the word more so that we know what you what you tell us and we know how to live and we know how we're able to live because of you father and whenever we feel like there's a shortcoming that we have we 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 implore you to to allow us to to let us turn to you and just say father i need your strength father i need your comfort father i don't know how i'm going to do this and father i'm anxious about this please take over father i submit my life to you and um I pray that, you know, as we go out today and tomorrow and whenever, as many days as you, as you bless us to live here, Lord, that we, this is the gospel we're preaching. Not do, 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 but it's, it's done. It's done. It's done. And, and, and the glory goes to you. I love you, Father, and I thank you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So thank you again for um, listening. Um, just a final plug, as always, the podcast link is pinned to the top of the page. You can get it on Apple, Spotify, Google, wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Also, the anonymous prayer request link is up in the top left under the description of the Facebook page. So please utilize that if there's anything that you're struggling with or anything that you'd like me to pray for, even if it's not about you um, and somebody in your life that you'd like me to pray for, I'd love to be able to do so. So please take advantage of that. Um, sorry for the longevity of today's, but I got to get to class now. So thanks so much for listening. Have a good day.